0: And um, that this church, a church that is doing what God would have it do, would be a church that reaches the lost. It would be a church which is outward focusing. Um, it would be thinking of those that don't know Jesus, that haven't experienced his goodness and his love. Um, and, you know, I totally agree with this. And I think that's really what I want to talk to you about tonight and bring sort of like a bit of a practical message about, you know, how I feel the Bible says we, we should share the love of God. Um so it might be a little bit disjointed because it's trying to be practical, so stay with me. Um, but when I think about uh, what the church is, I mean really to think about you know, what an ideal church would be like, you have to think about what the church is. And the Bible describes the church as the body of Christ. Um, obviously that's not just talking about St. Matt's or Widcombe or Bath or the UK, it's talking about the worldwide church. It describes us as the body of Christ, um, the way that God has decided he's going to represent himself on earth. Um, since Jesus has gone to heaven. And, you know, obviously the first place we should look then is Jesus himself. You know, we should look at what Jesus was like when he was here in the form of a man, what his character, what his behavior was like, to see how we should shape our own. Um, and, you know, from the point of view of evangelism, it's so clear to see, as soon as you look at Jesus, that he had, you know, what we would now describe as a heart for the lost, almost. But really with him, you know, it was, it was his own creation, that he is just longing to see come back to him in love. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just i really struck by, in, in Luke 19, you see Jesus and he's walking towards Jerusalem. And, he's, you know, I imagine him as almost like coming over a little brow of a hill and he sees the city and uh, he just weeps. And, you know, you can see the longing that he has. I think it says in Matthew that, you know, he wants to gather the people of Jerusalem as, as a hen gathers her chicks, you know, to protect Uh, to shelter, um, that they are not willing. And just that you can really see in Jesus that love is the motivation, uh, for evangelism. Love is the motivation for sharing the gospel. And for us, too, when we think about, um, sharing God's love with the world, uh, love has to be the motivation. It is what enables us. It's what leads us, um, to bring, you know, Jesus into the lives of people that we know that haven't encountered Him. Um, and then we can also look at um, the book of Acts uh, in the Bible. It's, you know, from the early church. Uh, it's a good place of seeing, you know, maybe what uh, the church should be like. Um, and these are people that saw Jesus in the flesh firsthand. They encountered him on a day to day basis, many of them. So they would have known, you know, what God in human form was like. And then they would have been able to so easily display that themselves because they have just witnessed it. Um, and again, we can see from the church in Acts that. It's a very uh, evangelistic church. it's a church that's so focused on reaching people and talking to them about God, and um, something I, I just really notice from Acts is that they have this understanding and it's something important for us that it's the whole church. It's, it's each individual. you know it's not something that they just leave up to the apostles. it's not something that you know they leave up to those in full time ministry or whatever. maybe they didn't call it that. but you know and for us now evangelism, sharing our faith, should be something that each one of us takes on board and says, you know what God, what is my part in this? You know, what, do you have, what do you have for me to do? Regardless of what our walk of life is, regardless of how long we've been a Christian, uh, of what we know of the church, it's something that we take on board ourselves. Um, and I believe that every Christian in this early church knew uh, that they had the privilege and the responsibility to preach the good news of Jesus for themselves. Um, and I have a lovely assistant who's gonna read something for me. Um, so this is from, um, book of Acts chapter 8, and just to set the scene, um, so Stephen, who's a great guy, um, in the Bible, we all love Stephen, um, he has just been preaching, um, the good news of Jesus just so fervently and passionately, and, you know, uh, Saul, who later becomes Paul, uh, the apostle, he is standing, um, Against Stephen, and he takes Stephen and he stones him to death with a huge group of other people. And then this um, just, is just after his death, really. This is Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to
1: 4. Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went.
0: Um, So... It says that the apostles stayed in Jerusalem, and everyone else was scattered. And it says that when they were scattered, uh, they went about everywhere preaching the word. And, you know, like I said, this is not the apostles. They stayed, and everyone else understood that they had this uh, privilege and responsibility. They all carried that message in their lives, the message of God's love and his goodness. And I guess really what I want to speak to you about tonight, I just want to ask the question, um, do our lives carry that message you know, do we carry that message with us when we go about our, our day-to-day business in whatever walks of life we're in? You know, do our lives carry the message of God's love and forgiveness? Um, you know, it says in 2 Peter that God is not willing that anyone should perish, that but that all should come to repentance. And um, I really feel that that is something that uh, this question is something that God is asking us as a church in St. Matt's at the moment. Um, you know, will we be a church? That carries the message of God's love um, to this parish, to this city, and you know there are loads of great churches in Bath, and you know we thank God for them. And um, so, Matt's is just at a really early stage of its development. You know, it's still such a young church, and we're still working out, you know, what we're going to be in this community, you know, how we're going to act in this city. And um, I just really feel that we need to take on the responsibility and the joy. As individuals in the church and say, "You know what God? I want to answer the call. I want to carry your love you know i 'm not going to leave it up leave it up to the leadership team i 'm not going to leave it up to anyone else. I myself am going to carry the message of your love to this community and I really believe that this is when the gospel flourishes. You know I am all for uh missions weeks and missions months and and the church doing you know sort of planned outreach and whatever barbecues they 're great uh like you know whatever whatever the church like wants to do in in actions i am all for that and i really support that but i really feel that you know we we see revival we see we see the gospel spreading and flourishing when each individual in the church takes up their cross and follows him you know that it's not about planned events that it's about an understanding that we love the community that we're in that every day we carry about the life of jesus we carry about the love of jesus in us um, and, you know, I, I've been just looking at the Bible and, and praying really about how we are to display that love, how we're to show that love to people. And I guess the three three ways that really I feel uh, God has for us is, is through our actions and our deeds, um, through the words that we say, and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I feel that between them, they make up a complete gospel. Um, and I just want to sort of talk about each one of those a bit uh, tonight. So, you know, our actions and our deeds we'll start there um the way that we live our lives uh and the things that we do you know this is i think maybe the major maybe the maybe the main focus of the way we we uh we preach the gospel and our lifestyle and our conduct um, in uh, 1 John uh, 3 that's not the gospel the, one of the letters that John wrote 1 John 316 um says John says uh, this is how we have come to know love, because he laid down his life for us. And then in verse 18, he continues, he says, little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And, uh, you know, John is saying here that Jesus didn't just uh, come to the world and say, hey guys, you know, I really love you, um, I love you, you know, hey guys, I really love you, and I love you, and then leave. You know, he came and he said, I love you, and he died for us. You know, and he He lived out in his actions he lived out the love that he preached and by this we know love because he laid down his life for us it is an action that God has done for us that has revealed love to us and you know Jesus demonstrated his love through his actions and that while we were his enemies um, Christ died for us as it says in in Romans and um, this is something we really need to take on board and and live out ourselves. Um, it says in, in Matthew 5, Jesus says, Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. Now, probably most of us wouldn't say we have enemies. We have people we don't like. You know, um, you know. I think of some of the people that I struggle with in my life, I wouldn't say they're my enemies. I'd be like, you're just an idiot. You know, I just don't, I just don't like you. Like, you know, I just don't get on with that person. Maybe they don't get on with me, like, we just don't get one. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. You can think of people in your own life that you struggle with uh, for whatever reason. Whether they struggle with you as well. You know, maybe they're a bully in some kind of ways. Um, you know, whatever it is. Like, however it is that person annoys you, however you struggle with them. Maybe they just rubbish everything you say. Maybe, you know, just something about them just bugs you. You know, if you think about that person now, those people... And think about the way that we treat them. Um, you know, and what, what this means when Jesus says, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you. The message of God's love to us in our actions is that we include these people, you know, despite the fact that we don't like them. You know, it's that we don't bite back at them when they insult us, that we, you know, even compliment them, if you can. Um, you know, and that when they're in trouble, we can reach out and we can touch them. And, you know, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds so lame, doesn't it? It sounds like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, it's easier just to stay away from them. But in reality, that is such a radical love. You know, that's such a powerful love. Um, You know, the world knows that if I'm nasty to you, you're going to be nasty to me. You know, if I am spiteful in the way I talk to you, you'll be spiteful in the way you talk to me. Unless I'm your boss, in which case you probably won't. But, But, like, you know, the way that I treat you dictates the way that you treat me. So when I'm nasty to you and you love me, and when I'm spiteful to you and you love me, that is really powerful. You know, and when, when I then get in trouble and the person I'm nasty to is the one who reaches out to me, that That is God's love. And the Bible says it's God's kindness which leads us to repentance. You know, it's not his anger. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And if we really want to preach the message of God's love to this world in our actions, we do it by loving ourselves. We do it by loving our enemies. Blessing those who curse us. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. And uh, I read from uh, 1 John 3... Uh, 16 and 18 earlier, 17, the one between them. It says, whoever has this world's goods and sees the brother in need and shuts off his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? And we all know the phrase, actions can speak louder than words. Um, And I just really feel that that can be true. And, you know, if our actions say one thing, you know, if our our actions are not caring and loving, does it really matter what we say? You know, if we preach the great gospel, but our actions don't live that out, you know, who's going to hear it? Because people know what your, what your life is like. And, and regardless of what your words say, if your actions don't live out the love of Jesus, it is just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna bring any love. And, uh, yeah, so being, you know, a friend to the annoying, a friend to the lonely, maybe how I would translate some of those things Jesus says, like being there for people who don't have anyone else because maybe they've driven everybody else away just through being a pain. Um, and it's hard to do sometimes, but just to remember that God is with us, and the Bible says we love because he first loved us, and that love is our motivation, you know, it's our guide. Um, so yeah, just the first one, just that we love with our actions. Um, and I also, you know, I feel we're, we're called to love through our words, through the things that we say to people. You know, um, and they they are like a confirmation, a, a backing up of our actions, the way that we live. Um, and God is calling us to proclaim the message of his love, his death, his resurrection. And, you know, a simple way is just to tell people about it. Uh, and this can be a really, really difficult thing to do for, I think, for all of us. Like, there's probably introverts, extroverts, crazy people in here. Like, we're all quite different. Um, it's probably not really that easy for any of us to start t- telling people about the good news of Jesus. We often find it quite difficult. Um, but again, going back to that that uh, passage in Acts, my lovely assistant read, um, just the idea that they all knew that this was something that was for themselves. You know, They went everywhere and they preached the word when they were sent out, even if it was sent out by persecution. And And I believe that evangelism with words is not something that we can say, oh, that's just for the gifted, you know, that's just for evangelists. I believe, yeah, there are people that God has called to be evangelists and have called to, you know, almost give their lives constantly in ministry to the preaching of the gospel to people that don't know God. But I also feel it's something for for every one of us. Um, and, you know, I say that, and I don't believe as an evangelist, so I'm not just, it's not easy for me to say. I, I also find it difficult. Um... So I was just thinking, you know, so when should we speak and what should we say? So, you know, when do we speak? Uh, In in Paul's letter to Timothy, he writes, Proclaim the message, be ready to do this, whether or not the time is convenient. Um, That's that's a really difficult thing to hear. In King James it says, uh, preach the word in season and out of season. You know, I think it's easy to think, sometimes there are seasons when we think, you know what, this person is so ready to hear this now. And, you know, I'm just, like, pumped. Like, I'm just like, yeah, come on, let's let's share this. And there are some times when you just, you're, you're knackered and you're tired, you just be like, ah, oh, I just don't want to do this now. And you think maybe, maybe this is not, you know, a good time just because whatever, whatever reason. I just really feel the Bible says be ready. Listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Be ready to share at all times. You know, there is no bad season um, to sow. The seed of the Word of God, and and, and that, um, that parable that Jesus says about the sower, um, I'm really struck by it. And when when Jesus when Jesus talks about it, he he paints this picture of a farmer who's sowing seed in a field, and he says some of it falls on the path, on the stony ground, um, some of it falls among weeds and thorns, some of it uh, falls on shallow soil, and some of it falls on good ground. Um, but the sower who is scattering the seed just he scatters it everywhere you know and and so often we can think you know we can look for the right time the right season and we can think oh that person is so ready to hear the gospel you know but really we we can't see and we don't know you know and some of the people that would look the toughest are actually crying out for the love of god in their lives you know and we don't know we can't look at someone and say oh that's good ground right there that person is really ready to hear the gospel and look at another person go that's shallow soil they're not ready yet you know we we have to be ready to scatter the seed, like far and wide. So I you know I just want to encourage you, whatever situation you're in, that is the situation to preach the word. That is the situation to proclaim um, Jesus' death, His resurrection. Um, you know, I mean I was in work the other day on, on Tuesday. Um, I had a meeting with the HR boss, and, and she said to me, "What makes you think that?" work is the right situation um, to preach the gospel and I was like well in some ways it's not a right situation or a wrong situation, it's just where I am, you know, it's just the place that I am like, and she probably feels a bit weird but like, you know, it's, it's not about, oh you know, this is where I preach the gospel, it's just wherever you feel God has led you wherever you are in your life, preach the gospel there and you don't know what will grow You know, because it is God who gives the increase to the seed. So you scatter the seed everywhere you are. Um, I just want to encourage you to always be open to the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, preach me here. Um, Because you don't know where it's going to grow and where it's going to take root in people. Um, And in, uh, yeah, I was also going to say, um, I think praying for opportunity is a really good thing to do. Just praying, you know, and be careful when you do it because God hears those prayers. Like if you say, God, give me an opportunity to share your gospel, he probably will. And you're like, oh gosh, I didn't bank on that. But, um, you know, praying for opportunities is great. Um, also, if we look through the Bible, we look through Acts, more than praying for opportunities, they pray for boldness. Um, and like I think part of that's, you know, what I was talking about earlier with in season and out of season. Sometimes it just pops up. You know, sometimes someone just talks to you and the conversation just unfolds and you're just like, wow, this is great. You know, I am being able to share so much about God's love with this person. And I didn't even try to, you know. And sometimes it doesn't. And those are the seasons where we need boldness, not just opportunity. We need to actually go forward with the gospel and say, do you know what, you know, just ask someone, like, Are you a Christian, what do you believe? Like, you know, let me, can we talk? Like, um, in Acts 18, God spoke to Paul and he said to them, do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent. And I believe that God is really saying that to us today as well. Um, just you know, do not be afraid to speak. And do not keep silent. Um, and, uh, and when we speak, you know, what should we say? Um, well, I think it's really important to remember that it's good news. Uh, that the gospel is love. You know? and, and if you want to know what to say, look at how Jesus lived and preach that. You know, preach, preach goodness. All right? he, he came to give us life and life to the full. He came to forgive. He came to meet lonely people. You know, he came to save lost people. You know, that is the gospel that we carry. Uh, we don't bring condemnation. You know? We bring love and we bring life. Um, and uh, I thought another thing that's just, just really simple and easy to do is tell people your testimony. Um, you know, last week we heard Miles, I don't know if he's here, but Miles was uh, giving his testimony and it's really powerful. You know, it's really, um, it's really, uh, it's just really good to hear. It's really good to just be encouraged by what God has done in someone else's life. And in the environment that you're in, you know, you will be surrounded by people that will know you, and they know, in most cases, that you're not crazy. You know, they know that you are an all person that they can trust and relate with. And then you say to them, "Look, this is what God has done in my life," and they think, "Okay, I know he's not crazy. They're either lying, or they're telling the truth." And I think that we sometimes really undervalue our testimonies. And I think it's something that God uses so powerfully to influence people, to to just, yeah, to just show his goodness. Just, you say to someone, this is what God has done for me. They can do, you know, he can do the same for you. Um, yeah, and, and just, I guess, to remember that the gospel's not a complicated message, um, even the Apostle Paul said that he, he didn't preach with eloquent speech. Uh, it's a simple message. It's a simple message of God's love. Um, and, you know, just to be encouraged that the Holy Spirit leads you and it is God who convicts and it's God who, like I said before, brings about the increase, the growth. So you don't have to worry and think, oh, maybe my message wasn't good enough. Just preach God's love and live out in action God's love. And that is all we're called to do. Um and then the third way I said before that I feel God wants to proclaim His goodness through us is with the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and Paul says in, in one Corinthians two, my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Um, and I really believe that the gospel is to be preached uh, with uh, the power of God. And, and you know, this is signs and wonders, it's healing, it's miracles, it's words of knowledge. It's prophecy. Um, My assistant is also going to read Mark. Uh, So this is the Great Commission from Mark's Gospel. Mark uh, 16, right at the end.
1: And he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. but anyone who refuses to to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. If they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord worked through them confirming what they had said by many miraculous signs.
0: So it says that these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. That's what God said. And I just want to encourage you that um, you know, if you know God, if you have the Holy Spirit in your heart, then the power of God is with you. you know, and it is, a, it is a power that is stronger than anything we have in this life. You know, it is a power that wants to break chains for whole people. It's a power that wants to lift sickness and disease, and it, and it lives inside of our hearts. And you know, I appreciate this might sound daunting, um, but I'm I'm also struck. I've been struck recently that multiple times throughout the Book of Acts, and we just heard there in Mark, uh, miracles are often referred to as confirmation of the word that is preached. Um, it says that God goes about and He confirms the word through miracles, through signs and wonders. Um, and, and, you know, I've got one in Acts 14. Uh, it says, they, they remained there for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord. And he bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hand. And, you know, if if miracles and signs and wonders is a daunting prospect to you, as it is to me, I just think we should focus on living out the gospel, on preaching the word. And, you know, I almost see it like... Um, like almost like a laser-guided missile, you have the little you have the little pointer, and it's like the target, and it's what draws in the power. Do you know what I mean? And and it's not that we preach so that we can get power, but when we proclaim the gospel, I believe that it is something which just attracts the power of the Holy Spirit. When His Word is proclaimed, you know, when 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 Jesus' love is laid out to people, I believe the Holy Spirit is just attracted to that environment and And that you know supernatural acts of god's healing and his power will follow um, and you know I appreciate that might sound a little bit alien to a lot of you know a lot of Christians in the u k now, but I really feel that god is is bringing us to a time you know i I really believe I really believe that in you know twenty years' time we are going to be able to look back and some of the uncertainty that we see in churches now in terms of whether god heals um in terms of what, how his power really works, and the Holy Spirit won 't be there, and you know I, I honestly believe that God is going to lead us into a time where he just he leads the church through healing, and that you know we, we will look back and, and, and in twenty years time, people will say, "Well, of course God heals, you know we see it every week we see it all the time we see his power frequently in the church um, and that 's something that god's going to bring us into by his spirit and but just you know I just want to encourage you that that might sound daunting, but just focus on preaching the word and the living out of the gospel. Um, and just you know to remember that it is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, which dwells in our hearts. Uh, and it is a powerful spirit. Um, and Paul writes in Romans 15, For I am bold enough to tell you only about what the Messiah has accomplished through me in bringing the Gentiles to obedience by my words and actions and by the power of signs and wonders and the power of God's spirit. I have fully proclaimed the gospel of the Messiah. So, you know, I I guess I laid out those three because I really believe that in that lies the words, the actions, and the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the full gospel of Jesus Christ, as He brought it, as the early church brought it, as as we are carried, and we as we are commissioned to take it to this world ourselves. Um. So I guess I just I just want to leave with with the first question I started with really. Will you? Will, will I? Will we carry this message of love to the world? You know, will you carry the message of God's love? Because I believe it will—it will lead us to see the kingdom of God uh, in Wickham. You know, it will lead us to see the kingdom of God in Bath, in the United Kingdom, um, with our friends, uh, with our family, uh, work at university, wherever we are. We should carry the, the message of God's love. And I'd just like to um, to end now, really, just with a moment of prayer, if we can. Um, and I just really, I just really ask that we would each just sort of bow our heads, and I'd like you to pray, really, that uh, God will show you, and just just be asking Him, where, Lord, where do You want me to shine Your light, Lord? Where do You want me to carry the message of Your love? You know, where do You want me to preach the good news of Jesus? I just want to spend just a minute in quiet and just pray about her now. Just just ask God, Lord, where do you want me? Where do you want me to carry the message of your love? I don't know if you, um, you know, you really something you probably really felt God speak to you. Then, you know, others you maybe think, oh, maybe I just thought of that person, or that that scenario, that situation, that workplace. You know, why don't we just say whatever it is, whether you thought of it or whether God told you, we just go with that. And that is where you're going to bring God's love in His life. And you know, I, I believe there's something really powerful about um, being commissioned, being sent out. Um, you see it a lot in the Bible with with Paul and in Jesus Himself. He sent out many people, he sent out 70, he sent out 12, and he gave us all the great commission that we heard earlier. And um, I just I just really like us now to just be in maybe twos or threes, um, and if you feel comfortable, just in your really small group, just two or three, just say, you know, this is where I felt when I just prayed, that God wants me uh, to preach the gospel. And I just really pray that you, you know, we would lay hands on each other, we would... And just send them out, just pray for victory in that circumstances. You know, just pray that God will really use them to shine the light of his love there. Um just pray that he will use them for signs and wonders, for miracles, you know. Just pray that he will just God will just pour out his love into that environment through that person. So I don't know if you just wanna just turn to the person next to you or or whatever, and just, just really just, you know, pray about what you just heard. If you just heard somewhere that, you know, God wants you to to be and to uh, bring his love, thank you.